0: chapter six of the submarine boys and the smugglers by victor g durham this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john brandon chapter six hal takes a hand next finally with a sigh jack dropped into the deck chair on which ensign hal had been sitting before his commander's return some minutes after that hal hastings stepped on deck "'Sir, the break is not a serious one,' he reported. Then he explained the nature of it, adding, "'We shall be able to put in repair parts and have the engine running within half an hour.' "'It might as well be within six months,' Jack replied, dismally. "'The light that we were going to follow passed out of sight fifteen minutes ago. Hal cast a swift glance seaward, confirming his superior statement. "'What was that light?' he asked in a whisper anything to do with our work here i think so jack whispered back then i shan't be easy until i know more about that craft i saw her putting out for i noted that she carried only a masthead light then i saw the red and green side lights hung out but i took it to be a lobster man or fishing boat two sailors in rain clothes were standing a little forward my men called jack and they wheeled saluting are you the deck watch jack inquired yes sir answered one of them you may keep your watch in the cabin for mr hastings and i will be on deck for some time turn on the fans below if they're not running let no one up on deck without permission saluting the sailors hurried below it was none too pleasant on deck even though provided with rain clothes drawing their chairs as far as stern as they could the two submarine boys conversed in low tones jack told all that had befallen him on shore now do you think we're on the trail of the smugglers he asked it's hard to say hal replied probably that pair on the schooner are up to some mischief but it may merely be something that would interest the local police alone what are your plans my main plan is to stay up tonight benson responded since i failed to discover where that schooner went and i'm going to find out what she brings back that is if she dumps any cargo here hal added of course i haven't overlooked the fact that the schooner may put in somewhere else along the coast yet it would be hard to find a quieter landing place than this You may as well turn in, Hal, if you're sleepy, for I can hold the deck alone. I shan't turn in until I see that schooner heading in again. I won't turn in unless it's an order, Hal Hastings replied promptly. I can sleep any day or night, but it isn't every day that we have a clue to watch. I'll be glad enough of your company. If you can stand it out here in the wet, Jack Benson nodded the rain is going to stop by and by hal answered studying the sky when the stars come out it'll be fine here on deck so i'll stay up as long as you do by midnight hal's prediction of starlight was verified calling to the watch to bring dry chairs the two submarine boys shed their rain clothes and enjoyed themselves yet at last tired nature began to assert herself the young officers frequently found themselves nodding at last benson awoke with a start from what was probably a long nap about a mile off on the water he made out a masthead light also the red and green sidelights jack sprang to his feet to find ensign hal sleeping soundly running to the conning tower benson returned with a night glass which he turned on the incoming vessel that's the velvet or i'm a dutchman he muttered with another start then he crossed the deck shaking his chum hey muttered hal the schooner's coming in hastings was on his feet in an instant rubbing his eyes then he reached for the marine glass i'm going on shore jack informed his chum in some way I'm going to find out what that schooner carries for freight. Take me with you, Hal begged eagerly. You may be glad of help. Take you in uniform? Jack inquired with a quizzical smile. You might as well go in the Revenue Cutter Service uniform. I'll show you how quickly I can hustle into sit clothes, Hal promised. Hustle then, and wake Eph up long enough to inform him we're going ashore. And leave him in command Poor f would be furious if he knew we left him here when going ashore to spy on smugglers then don't tell him why we're going ashore but hustle hal was back in change of costume in a wonderfully short time in the meantime jack benson had called the watch and had passed the word for a boat's crew to be called by the time therefore that ensign hal was on deck The boat's crew came tumbling up. The gig, which was once again astern, since the submarine had been anchored once more, was brought hastily alongside, and the two young officers embarked. Pull quickly and with as little noise as possible, coxswain, Jack directed. As soon as you've landed us, return to the Grant with all speed. Douse this light, Benson added, taking down a lantern that had been placed at the stern. Don't show any light at all. If the coxswain wondered why so much speed and secrecy were wanted, he knew his place too well to ask any questions. Within a few minutes from the time of first sighting the masthead light on the incoming craft, Jack and Hal were on shore. By this time, the schooner was almost on the point of entering the little bay. We've got to leg it down the street, Hal. Benson whispered to his chum then i hope there are no dogs loose to chase us and sample our legs hastings retorted the little village of boxhaven at this time of the night was as quiet as any spot in a desert all lights were out even at the Bel air fortunately no dogs were abroad either as the submarine boys raced down the street so not much time was lost in reaching the velvet's pier of course we can't wait on the pier for them jack whispered there's that shanty up there if it's vacant hal answered pointing to a shed across the road it was a one-story affair perhaps fifteen by twenty five feet in dimensions it had a tumble-down look but it stood on higher ground almost across the road from the pier we can take a quick look but it may be inhabited Jack went on after calculating that the schooner was now within half a mile of her pier. As they reached the door, Jack chuckled, for the door held a two-let sign. Now you go around to the right, and I to the left, Benson added. We'll see if there's some way to get inside. This will make a fine watch box if we can use it a low whistle from hal hastings soon called his chum around to the other side of the shed here's a window that isn't fastened hal whispered in with you then i'll follow both were speedily inside and the window closed they moved forward to the glass door now if the sun would only rise an hour and a half ahead of time sighed benson We'll be able to use our eyes in the darkness, the stars helping, Hal urged. Whatever cargo may be brought ashore probably can't all be handled in one load. If they come ashore with anything Jack suggested, you slip out the same window by which we entered Hal and trail along, keeping yourself shady, until you find where they stow the stuff then I'll stay right here and watch for anything else that there may be to see. By degrees, as Hal had foretold, their eyes became more and more accustomed to the darkness. They saw the hazy hulk of the velvet round slowly in at her pier, sails a flap, and then beheld two men making the bow and stern lines fast. Things ought to be moving soon, if they're going to move. Hal Hastings breathed gleefully. Here come two men, Jack answered, and I believe they're carrying something. They're fairly staggering under their loads, Hal whispered back. Each must be carrying a heavy packing case on his back. Blazes! gasped Jack. An instant later, they're coming here. That indeed seemed to be the case, for now the two burden bearers crossed the road and began to climb the slope toward the shanty in which the submarine boys had so far been hidden. Duck for your window, Hal. Open it softly, breathed Jack. I'll be right behind you. Jack retreated as he saw the two burden-bearers come close to the door. But before he slipped away, he made out one to be, as he had supposed, the skipper, while the other was Jake. Hal had started the window, and was prepared to raise it to the full extent. Outside, a key was heard in the padlock on the door. "'What's wrong?' the submarine boys heard Jake ask. "'The key sticks. I'll keep on working it while you put the goods through that window without a catch. Hurry up,' ordered the skipper. Hal let the window down again as he heard Jake trudging around the corner. Now we're finally caught, whispered Hastings. We can't get out without being seen, and we can't stay in here without having a fight on our hands. We mustn't have either. If we can help it, returned Jack in a sharp whisper. See if we can't find some place to hide. Hal started toward the rear of the shed. Jack at his heels trip one of hal's feet caught against something on the floor he would have measured his length had not jack bent forward and caught him don't do that again benson whispered and hustle see here whispered back hastings here's a hole in the floor desperately benson bent forward to examine the hole in the darkness for now jake was close to the window it looks like a trap-door benson told himself in feverish haste i believe it slides instead of raising he pushed his hand against the edge to test it noiselessly the trap-door moved as though on well-oiled bearings down there with you whispered jack rush my boy drop if there isn't a step Jack followed just as Jake began to raise the unfastened window. Hal had found a flight of stairs. So did Jack, who as soon as he found his head below the level of the floor, quickly pushed the trap door shut. Bump, sounded the packing case, as Jake dumped it through the window. Under cover of the noise of Jake's entry, Jack Benson struck a match. The little flame showed them a cellar well filled with boxes. It's the hiding place of the smugglers, throbbed Hal in his ear. It looks like it, Jack whispered, but we've got to hide behind the furthest boxes. I'll try to lead the way. Hold on to my coattail and don't stumble or make any noise. They had reached the forward end of the cellar by the time that Jake having lighted a lantern, threw open the trap again and stepped on the stairs. Jack Benson drew his chum in behind a pile of boxes, whispering in Hastings' ear, We're all right, I think, if we're not found here. But we'll be at a mean disadvantage if the rascals suspect that there's anyone hiding here. They'll hold all the tricks in their own hands. End of chapter 6 Recording by John Brandon